Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, an episode will come out every weekend, and we'll have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. So, uh, go, going in on to uh, why I didn't post an episode last week, and that is because it was spring break, I wanted to enjoy, and um, I could have easily done one, but I want to enjoy it after, uh, you know, some school, but now with an extended break due to this pandemic, um, it's, uh, we're going to get a lot of... We're going to get a lot done here. We're going to get a lot of episodes being churned out. So the one today, uh, I'm doing Mock Draft 1.0, um, and we'll get two of these. We'll get one right now, and then we'll get one um, the week of the of April 23rd. That's because the draft's coming on right then, so I'll release it right before then, or the week right before that. Um, so uh, looking forward to that and a lot of other stuff to go um, to kind of go on from there. So let's go ahead and get started right on into the, uh, into my mock draft. So the first thing I want to talk about is obviously the first pick in the Cincinnati Bengals. Now with this, um, with this, I think one of the biggest things is, uh, do they go quarterback or do they find some other need that is there, Right. I don't think there's as big of a need as for the Bengals, at, you know, for for uh, besides quarterback. You can you can argue offensive line, but I don't see. Uh, you can see maybe a Tristan Worse or Mackay Becton maybe going, but I still think it's a. I think at number one, I don't think it's a right move. I, I don't. Uh, Chase Young would be a good move, or Joe Burrow would be a good move. So I think that's the biggest thing here. And so, uh, to me, if you're the Bengals, you're taking the pick here is Joe Burrow. Quarter, uh, is Joe Burrow. So a lot of this is because of the quarterback musical chairs that they played last year. Starting Andy Dalton, benching him in favor for Ryan Finley, who was a quarterback they took in the fourth round last year out of NC State. Bench Finley in favor for Dalton, and now there's rumors coming out that they want to trade Dalton. Um, it's crazy, but um, I do think Burrow is the right quarterback to take to kind of end all that quarterback drama to get a solidified starter and start a little bit of a new era there in Cincinnati. So I think it's a pretty easy choice here for the Bengals in my mock draft. Number First overall, officially in my mock draft, Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. Number two, uh, Washington Redskins have this pick, and I've seen uh, of the mock drafts I looked at, they were three different players. Number one, Chase Young out of Ohio State. Two, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, the quarterback out of Alabama. But then also, the third one was Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. It made sense because they had Chase Young going number one. So, Washington probably going defense, probably not going quarterback, so they went with Isaiah Simmons. When I talk about the Tua to, to the Redskins, the, the re, uh, I don't see that happening, and here's why. I think it's a lot of, I think it's smokescreen. I think they're tr- trying to 
drive up the value of the second overall pick. And I think either that or they're trying to drive up the value of their left tackle and Trent Williams of who, of who they're trying to trade. So you're looking at two potential options here for me of Simmons or Young, but I think Chase Young's the better player here, hence why my official second overall pick is uh, for Washington Redskins, Chase Young, edge rusher out of Ohio State. Plus, the rich get richer. They get another person to add to that front seven. It's, it's a good deal for Washington here. Number three in the Detroit Lions. The Lions are in a spot of... Or in an interesting spot here at number three. Because in mock drafts, there's kind of a debate between who they could go. Jeffrey Okuda, who's a cornerback. Um, Isaiah Simmons, who I mentioned um, for the Redskins, um, along with that, they could trade back out of it. Um, and then another potential option is they go offensively and they go an offensive lineman, right? But to me, the, the whole, whole thing behind this is they have a pretty solid offensive line. They do need to fill some holes. Um, I would say more so right tackle and maybe a right guard. Cause that's where that's the need. Just yesterday, did they did release their starting right tackle to free up some cap room, but I think for the Lions, they have, like I said, they have a pretty good offense. Maybe some a, a little bit more receiver help, but um, I think they really got to look more towards defense and getting after the quarterback. Yes, they have Trey Flowers, and they could look to upgrade a defensive end spot. Even though they just drafted Austin Bryant last year, I'm looking more towards outside linebacker. And there's one outside linebacker that I really like to Detroit here. Even though secondary is a bit of a need, I think they should do this over... I think this this is more of a need than that. I think they go Isaiah... I, I think they go Isaiah Simmons. Um, and reason being is because this guy's quick. This guy ran a 4-3-9 40-yard dash time as a linebacker who is 6'4", 238 pounds. The, the, the guys that you see that are running 4-3-9 or 4-3-5 are guys like C.D. Lamb and uh, Jerry Judy who are receivers. And Tyree Kill is running to probably a time close to that. In, in in the 40. And this guy's a linebacker. I can't believe it that a linebacker really ran that fast. So I think Simmons is a guy that can truly be offensive tackles and maybe um, just purely based off of speed. And I think that that's a big plus. Plus, you know, didn't mean to put two pluses there, but, you know, additionally, I think that, you know, if he adds a lot of swim moves or like moves like that to his, to his arsenal with the speed that he already has. This guy's going to be up there in the running for probably defensive rookie of the year. But, um, so third overall pick for lions will be Isaiah Simmons linebacker out of Clemson. Looking at the giants here, I think for the giants things, are kind of a little up in the air. Um, I think they do have to... I do think they could go to receiver. They could go receiver. They do need another another playmaker there. They do have three pretty decent receivers, but 
I think they need to get a little bit younger. Um, offensive line to me is a huge need, um, especially because there's going to be a huge hole um, at right tackle. Should they not resign their guy um, of Mike Remmers, so they could take somebody there uh, to play right tackle or play or play left tackle and move Nate Solder over. Um, but besides that, I think defensive defense is another big need. Secondary linebackers um, and probably defensive end should Leonard Williams not come back, even though they get they have B.J. Hill there. Um, I think they'll look all over the place at defense, but I think they got to go with the obvious huge need of offensive line. Um, and this guy, I think, can play a little bit of left tackle. Um, I think they will take him to play left tackle and move Nate Solder over. And it just makes a whole lot more sense because you're getting protection for Daniel Jones and you know, help Saquon out a lot in, you know, creating some holes and him getting out. And this is a guy that can, I, this is a guy that ran really, another really fast 40 time for, but this time for an offensive lineman. So this guy can do a lot of pulling action on um, screens and can get down the field pretty quick on a block. So um, number four overall pick here for the New York Giants, Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa. Now, number five for the Miami Dolphins, to me, undoubtedly is going to be a quarterback. Whether it's Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama or Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Some people even think maybe Jordan Love out of Utah State. I think Jordan Love's more of, he would be more of a reach at five considering only one quarterback's been off the board. Um, So it's between Tua and Herbert. So to me, um... You know, I think the Dolphins have to go with a, a quarterback who's more NFL ready, in my opinion, and they got to go with a quarterback who, who I think there's not as many concerns with, um, and I have concerns about um, one of these guys, and they're big concerns, and I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to, when we get to him, but uh, for number five, this is and plus, I think they're going to need a quarterback who can run around because there's as as of now the Dolphins. Offensive line is in shambles, so they need. I think they need somebody who can easily uh, kind of get out of sack and or step up and easily get rid of the ball pretty quick. Um, so my number five overall pick for the Dolphins, Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. So number six belongs to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, the Chargers, this is a team that's truly in an interesting spot with moving on from Phillip Rivers. This is a team that I think will address the quarterback need through free agency or trade. Um, so I think this is a team that will pass over quarterback here in the draft. So you're not getting a Tua or a Jordan Love here. I think you're getting more so of an offensive lineman to protect whoever they have because that's going to be a big need, especially at left tackle after agreeing to a trade in principle with the Carolina Panthers for uh, trading away their starting left tackle for the Panthers' right guard. Um, and right guard is a need for this team, but I think now the biggest need for this team is easily left tackle. So to me, plain and simple, that's where they got to go. So um, this guy, a lot like Worfs, ran a quick time for an offensive lineman. Again, a guy who can pull out for screens, a guy who can get down the field, and I think both Worfs and this guy, I think it would be fun to kind of see these two play a little maybe tight end or maybe fullback 
down in the down in the red zone because they're quick and they can maybe do something there um, for the respective team. So I think it'd be kind of cool to see that for the Los Angeles Chargers at number six, taking Makai Becton, offensive tackle, Louisville. Now, number seven is where things get a little spicy because this is a team that I thought would not move, originally thought would not move on from Cam Newton in the Carolina Panthers. As time went on, though, I kept thinking, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. And I truly think it's bound to happen. I think that he, they, they're either going to cut him or trade him, more likely trade him. There's a lot of value for quarterbacks out there right now. And I think there are a lot of teams that would take him. And I truly think would give up a first-round pick. So, and you would see them get another pick here. You take a quarterback here at seven, which I think they will do. And then you take maybe a receiver or an offensive lineman to protect your guy at uh, to protect your guy at quarterback. And in this case, they got a quarterback into which I have some concerns to which he falls to seven, but he is going to be taken in the first round. Um, and and I'll, I'll just I'll say that it's Tua, and uh, with Tua, I think well. Not I think, but I know my concerns are that the hip, I know reports have come out now that, that the hip is healthy, but to me, they're looking more so, more so at this guy's a mobile quarterback and he could really kind of hurt that part of his game. So I'm not necessarily sure how well or if it's going to hurt his game from here on out, if it's going to derail that part of it. But the other part is the translation of Alabama quarterbacks to the league, which I addressed in another episode. Um, which if you want to hear that, go to that one. Cause I don't want to go on a five minute rant about that here. So, uh, the seventh overall pick of the Carolina Panthers is Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback out of Alabama. Now with the Arizona Cardinals sitting at number eight, this makes a whole lot of sense. This is a team that needs help at receiver. And it sounds weird to say, considering that they took, um, that they tried to revamp their receiving core last season, especially in the draft. They drafted guys like Andy Isabella, uh, Nikhil, uh, no, my bad, Hakeem Butler, um, Keyshawn Johnson. They took Christian Kirk two years ago. So they have four young receivers, but they still have Larry Fitzgerald. I think they need to add another dynamic playmaker there uh, to kind of help help Kyler Murray a little bit and maybe build a little chemistry with him too. And the perfect person to build chemistry with him is a former teammate of his. So I think at number eight, they take a receiver, but he's in, but the receiver knows Kyler really well. So at number eight, Arizona Cardinals take C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. This is going to be the guy that's going to, I think, take over for Larry Fitzgerald here in, in not so far in the future. So I think they're really looking forward to the future here and have a uh, and really have um, a heck of a, <laughs> a receiving core going in uh, to the next couple of years. Moving on to pick number nine of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This team is, I like them. I like them. I really do. I like their receiving core. I like most of their offensive line in their right tackle center and left guard. Um, They do need some help at the tight end spot, though. Um, Those other two, I I would 
other two positions on the offensive line, I would say, are needs. But I think they're gonna. This is a team that's gonna look defensively because they are now missing out on two big corners and Jalen Ramsey and AJ Bouye. A lot like the Chargers, there's a, a trade agreed in principle um, between them and the Denver Broncos to send Bouye out to out to Denver. So I think they have to take advantage of that and advantage of a corner that's fallen right to them in this. Uh, in this mock draft, so I think the Jacksonville Jaguars take uh, ninth pick. Jacksonville Jaguars take Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. So this makes sense. If they want to get back to their old form, they gotta get a guy here to play corner, a a true start. And I think Okuda uh, uh, is a star here at corner, and something someone that 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 they can truly rely on, especially in the division where you have guys like. Andre Hopkins and AJ Brown and TY Hilton. So I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a uh, it's a huge need for them to address and Akuda's that guy to take here at 9. Now, they do have another pick at pick 20, so we'll see kind of how that goes down. But moving on to pick number 10 with the Cleveland Browns. And for me the Browns can have to go this route. They absolutely do. I mean, there are neat other needs. I would say maybe a receiver behind Odell and Jarvis Landry, but I, I wouldn't say that that is somebody you take at pick 10. I wouldn't say that um, there's a guard to take at pick 10. I wouldn't say there's a center to take at pick 10. I mean, they don't really need a center, but they need a tackle for sure. They don't need a quarterback. They don't need a running back. They could look for some help defensively at maybe the edge spot or maybe even the the uh, a little bit in the secondary. But I'm saying go to the offensive line. Get your offense tackle in the future. It just makes sense. They haven't had a good offensive tackle since Joe Thomas. And let me just tell you right now, they're going to get another Thomas right here. So with the 10th overall pick, Cleveland takes Andrew Thomas, Georgia, uh, offense tackle out of Georgia. Just make it just makes the most sense for them here. They get somebody who can be there and you know play there, play there consistently, and a guy they can truly rely on, which is something that they absolutely need. Moving on to pick eleven with the New York Jets. This team is just. Well, as of now, going into free agency is just in shambles. They have a lot of people hitting free agency, especially on that offensive side of the ball. Robbie Anderson, their number one start, their like their essentially their number one receiver, because um, Crowder is more of a slot receiver, and Anua is their I would say their number two essentially. They're losing both of their left tackles. They're starting left guard. They're starting center. They're starting right tackle. As of now, no news as of re-signing these guys. So to me, when you're looking at this, you have to address this offensive line. So this is a, these are going to be back-to-back offensive tackles and back-to-back SEC offensive tackles. With, with, this, with this 11th overall pick, the New York Jets take Jedrick Willis, offensive tackle, Alabama. Beecham, don't get me wrong. Beecham's a good, ta- a good left tackle, but they need to get they need to get a young, solid tackle to set them up for the future. 
and a guy that can easily protect Sam Darnold. Now, Sam Darnold has his guy at right tackle in Chuma Adoga, so if they can slide him in and if he's ready to start, you're going for it right there, man. Chuma Adoga at right tackle, and then you get you get uh, w- Wills at, um, at left tackle. You fill this, the void at left guard and center. You might be sitting pretty there in New York, but still got to get some pass catchers there. So... The Jets are going to be in complete shambles on the offense should they not make some moves. Number 12 belongs to the Oakland Raiders. Now, for the Raiders, there there are some solid options here. Going an edge rusher, which I think is absolutely a need. Um, and you're you're probably thinking, um, which um, with with the people that are there, Clavon Chason from LSU, Yutur Grismatos is an option from Penn State, but I I'm, I don't think they'll necessarily go there with their first pick because they get two picks in this year's first round. Uh, they could go inside linebacker. Kenneth Murray's an option, but I think they're more so, uh, they could look secondary, but I think they're going to go with a pass catcher because they do need another receiver there next to Tyrell, Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro. They already have a solid tight end and both Darren Waller and, and Foster Moreau. So I think they grab a wide receiver here. So with this 12th overall pick, the Oakland Raiders are taking Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. The other receiver besides Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro that, that you could think is a big name here is Zay Jones, but he has not proved himself to be and number one receiver either in Buffalo and after being traded to Oakland. So I think they need to at least push him down to a more of a three, four kind of guy, like a third, fourth receiver kind of guy, and plug in a guy who can be a true number one in Jerry Judy and have some plays being made on this offensive side of the ball. And I think it just makes the most sense. Number 13, the Indianapolis Colts. This is a team that I think should address the, the need of quarterback in free agency, and they will. But even with that being said, I still think they need to go quarterback. This is a team that's not bound to get a young quarterback in free agency like a Jameis Winston or Teddy Bridgewater. This is a team that I think will get a Phillip Rivers or a, uh, or a Tom Brady. I think more so Phillip Rivers, which means they need a quarterback of the future. To learn from behind him. So that being said, I think the Colts do go there. With um, with this pick, they go Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. Um, listen, Brissett, he played pretty well, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's much of a starter. I think he's more of that backup, career backup kind of guy. And I think Love. Someone said Jordan Love is a poor man's Pat, Pat, Patrick Mahomes. I think if you give him time, I think he can be a really good quarterback. I don't like that comparison. I don't like when I hear that because it kind of hurts the um, – it kind of hurts the, his, the way that people kind of look at him. But I like him, I, and, but I also – I like him, but not to the extent to where um, – He's necessarily at this pick because of talent. I think he's at this pick because it's a need. And someone said it best to where when it comes to quarterbacks and offense and left tackles, teams are going to reach because it's such a big need. 
and this is this, I th- do think this is a bit of a reach, but it's something they absolutely need to do by taking a quarterback because these the other two quarterbacks you would talk about in the first round are Jake Fromm or Jacob Eason, and I don't think that that's the that they're the best options that they're the best option uh, for this team at all. So I think that's that just hurts the. Uh, dynamics and hurts the Colts with where they're at, especially at pick 13. Um, so then moving on to pick pick 14 with Tampa Buccaneers. You know, with the Bucks, this is a team that could go quarterback. So you could see an Eason or a Fromm easily go at 14 in this case. But I don't like them going in the first round. I just don't. Um, I do like I do like the Bucks. Offensively, especially with the receivers that they have in Evans and Godwin, Perriman probably will come back on a, I would assume, a pretty cheap deal. Um, I like their offensive line uh, for the most part. I like OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. Um, so I think it's really just kind of a defensive pick here. And they do need some help on that defensive line, um, which I think would help those linebackers. And they've really kind of revamped the secondary over the past couple years. So I think Tampa easily goes Derek Brown um, here. Um, so at 14th pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Derek Brown, defensive end, D-tackle out of Auburn. He's a, you can play him probably at both spots, but I think he's more of a D-tackle. You put him more on the inside, you get somebody behind Vita Vea or start him over Vita Vea. I think both of them could easily work together, but I think it, it's a big get to... Um, to have that for Tampa as they can bolster this defense just a little bit more. Like I said, they revamped their secondary. Now we're looking to revamp their front seven a little bit with the with the additions of Devin White and Levante David, or with the addition of Devin White last year, they had Levante David. They're, I think more than likely they'll get Shaquille Barrett or JPP back, one of the two. But Derek Brown is a huge get here uh, for this team. Pick 15 belongs to the Denver Broncos. Um, amongst There are a, a good amount of team needs. Um, and the biggest need for me, for this team, receiver. Absolutely have to go receiver. Um, they need somebody opposite of Cortland Sutton right now that on this depth chart I'm looking at, it's listed as Tim Patrick. I don't even know who that is. So I'm thinking they have to just, Take a receiver here at 15. And they're lucky because another good receiver here is on the board. So with this 15th overall pick, the Denver Broncos select Henry Ruggs, wide receiver out of Alabama. Like I said, they need someone opposite of Cortland Sutton. They don't have a lot here. Deshaun Hamilton has not really proved himself to be a great receiver. They drafted him in hopes that he would... They drafted him in the fourth round. They had hopes that he that he could maybe pan out, and he just hasn't done that yet. Maybe he can next year, but you add a guy like Henry Ruggs, you take a bit of the pressure off of Hamilton, and maybe things start going a little bit better there, and you get a weapon for Drew Locke, which I think is the biggest thing here. Now, with halfway through the first round, we hit the Atlanta Falcons with pick 16. With the Falcons, I think there's a lot to look forward to next season. They got some good receivers. They do think they need a third, but that a third receiver, that's not something you take here in the first round. I like their offensive line. They're going to lose Austin Hooper, so maybe you look tight end, but I don't see a um, 
TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant here. I like Matt Ryan. I like Devontae Freeman. So I like what's going on there. Their secondary does need a little bit of help, but uh, they have Desmond Trufant, Isaiah Oliver, Kendall Sheffield at corner, which I, ca- I actually kind of like those guys. So maybe you take a corner a little bit later later on in this draft. But they have some pretty good safeties in Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen. So I'm main- mainly looking towards maybe an edge linebacker or a defensive end, a defensive tackle. I think this is more of a defensive end here. Um, I think they, with the 16th pick here, the Falcons take Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman out of South Carolina. This is a guy that I truly think can play both defensive end or defensive tackle. I think more so defensive tackle. They can play him um, next to Grady Jarrett, which is something that they need. Uh, they, they drafted John Kaminsky in the fourth round last year. He can maybe take over for Allen Bailey. Tech McKinley still needs to prove himself, so this could be an interesting situation for Atlanta, but defensive line does need to be rebuilt here in Atlanta in order for this team to kind of get back to form from a couple years ago. 17 belongs to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Now, with this pick, I think this is bound to be the pick um, of offense. It's bound to be a receiver. Obviously, their offensive line is great. Dak Prescott's there. They're most, more than likely going to get him back. They got Zeke Elliott. So there's not a lot to say there, that there's a need there offensively besides receivers. Should they not get Amari Cooper um, or Randall Cobb back? Or they might not even get both of them back. Or they get both back. They have a lot of cap space here, but they have to pay Dak and Amari. Um, and defensively, there are a whole lot of needs, though. Um should I Malik Collins is at the tackle, but they drafted Tristan Hill last year. Defensive end, they're going to lose three out of four guys, or at least on the right right end, three out of four guys there. They got um, some outside linebacker help they're going to need, uh, some secondary help, but I, th- I think they'll be able to make some moves there. They have a lot of money uh, to use in free agency, uh, so I, I can't speak as a Redskins fan to say I hope, but... If I was a Cowboys fan, I would hope they spend the money the right way. Um, so in this case, I think they do go receiver in anticipation of losing Amari Cooper, which could easily be, which could easily happen. So I think with the 17th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys select T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. He's going to add a playmaker, and even if they do bring back Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb, they do need another receiver behind them. But that, with that said, I don't know if that this would be the right place to take that, but I'm anticipating that they do lose one of those two guys, and that's why they do take T. Higgins here with the pick. At 18, the Miami Dolphins are right back on the clock, and things are rolling. They just took Justin Herbert at pick five. They're rolling. They like what they did in free agency. They're, they're kind of walking with some swag. They're, they're going to be like, we're going to be the hottest team in the AFC East with no Tom Brady. But of course, they got to address the offensive line. I think the right thing to do here is take an offensive line, a guy who can play left tackle, you protect Herbert, and you take, and with the 18th pick, you take Josh Jones, offensive tackle, Houston. Because you look at who their left tackle is right now, Julian Davenport is not a good left tackle. He was in Houston, and when he was there in Houston, people said they need a left tackle. 
he is not the guy. So the Dolphins said that we'll trade you our starting left tackle for your starting left tackle, essentially. And they said, sure, this is kind of a lopsided trade, so we'll take it. And, well, it was. And so now they need a left tackle for themselves. And Jones makes the most sense here. Number 19, the Las Vegas Raiders are back on or, or on the clock. My bad. They do have two picks here um, in this draft. They have that one. Or are they back on the clock? Well, at 19, they're on the clock. Oh, yeah. I put Oakland in Las Vegas. My bad. I keep forgetting they moved to, to Las Vegas. They are back on the clock. I gave them Jerry Judy with pick 12. Seven picks later, they're back up. Now, with this, I think that uh, they're sitting pretty good offensively, so I think they do go defense here. Uh, defensive line has... I I really do like is the linebacker and co- linebacker and secondary. I'm a little bit more concerned about for the Raiders. So I think uh, they go more so secondary here because it's going to be a huge need with you know their current starting left corner and Daryl Worley supposed to hit in free agency, um, and they have Nick Nelson as the guy behind him. They did draft Trayvon Mullen, but he's their starting right corner right now. So I do think they need to take a corner here over a safety, even though Carl Joseph is supposed to hit free agency. I like the Raiders here taking a corner because I feel like uh, I explained that already. But along with that, I do think that secondary, if you upgrade that and with the defensive line that they have, you don't necessarily need super great linebackers. So with this pick, with the 19th overall pick, Las Vegas Raiders select C.J. Henderson, quarterback, cornerback out of Florida. Uh, Pair him up with a guy out of Clemson, uh, Trayvon Mullen, and you have a Nick Nelson there sitting at number three, uh, at a third corner. I think this team sits, sits pretty well within their division considering Phil Rivers is going to be gone. This is a team that could be finishing second in the AFC West next year. Moving on to pick number 20, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jaguars back on the clock. And again, you know, I said, I like their offense. There's not a lot they necessarily need to do here. It's more defense. And I like their defensive line. Their linebackers do need some help, but again, my biggest concern defensively is their secondary. So, in that case, you know, I gave them Jeffrey Akuda at the ninth pick. Well, if I'm the Jaguars and I want to get back to where, you know, where we were back in 2017, we got we have to take another corner. Get the Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Bouye combination kind of back intact. So, I I would say they go another corner. They go with the 20th overall pick. Jacksonville Jaguars take Christian Fulton, 
cornerback out of LSU. And I think it makes the most sense here. Two guys, again, two superstar cornerbacks, paying a whole lot less for the both of them. I think you're setting up yourself for, set, setting themselves up for success with these two picks in the draft. Moving on, pick 21, which belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with the Eagles, they could go a couple different ways here. I think they could look receiver. Um, I think it is a bit of a need even though they do have Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I still think there is a bit of a need there. Um, I like their offensive line. Um, I I like their tight ends. I like the quarterback in Carson Wentz. This this is a good team, and I don't think it showed last year. Um, I think this team's more talented than, um, than people think. And this defense does need some upgrades. Um, and the biggest thing is they released Nigel Bradham recently, who is their starting middle linebacker, and it's the biggest hole on this team right now. Um, the whole linebacker situation, just in general, is, I think, their biggest need. So, to me, I think they have to take a leader in the middle of that defense. And that's going to be, to me, Kenneth uh, the pick here, 21st overall pick, Kenneth Murray, inside linebacker out of Oklahoma. And like I said, it just makes the most sense with the release of Bradham. They're probably going to address that need either through free agency or the draft. And this is the guy to do it. I don't necessarily, Corey Littleton is an option out in free agency, but I don't think as of now, I don't think the Eagles are the favorite for him. I don't think I've heard a lot of, a lot of stuff of the Eagles really kind of pursuing him. So I think it's more so drafting somebody here and getting people in free agency at the edge spots for the Eagles here. So going at pick 22, we're looking at the Buffalo Bills. And if I'm the Bills, I'm excited. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm excited right now. They just resigned Quentin Spain. The only other big name free agent that you're looking at here is Frank Gore. And Kevin Johnson. So, as a Bills fan, you're smiling ear to ear because now you're about to have John Brown, Cole Beasley, Duke Williams, but also with the 22nd overall pick in this mock draft, the Buffalo Bills select Justin Jefferson, receiver out of LSU. You get yourself a true number one receiver. You have John Brown, who played really well, along with Cole Beasley. Duke Williams are starting to come on a little bit at the end of the season. So the Bills are now smiling ear to ear with those guys. And Dawson knocks at tight end. And boy, this team's going to be poised to take over should the Patriots lose Tom Brady as the winners of the AFC East. Speaking of the Patriots, pick 23 belongs to New England. New England could go quarterback here. They easily could. But I'm anticipating that Brady does come back. And this is a team that can get a couple guys back here through free agency. Some pretty cheap deals. Um, Because the Patriots are not usually teams that give big... Um, big contracts to, to guys because um, they got a lot of older guys too. Tom Brady, Ben Watson, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, 
Calvin Noy, Jamie Collins is not who he used to be. Uh, Danny Shelton, same kind of deal. But uh, for the Patriots, you're looking at linebacker because it's their biggest need. They're, as of now, it looks like they're going to lose a lot of linebackers through free agency. So I think they need to take an edge guy more so more than inside because I like Dante Hightower and Juwan uh, Bentley. Um, but they can replace a Van Noy or a Jamie Collins with a guy like um, Clavon Chason or Yitzhak Gorsmatos. So I think that right now an edge rusher makes the most sense for the uh, for this team. And I think they'll take Clavon Chason, the edge rusher, out of LSU. Um, and like I said, Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy, uh, both supposed to hit free agency and... I, I think that's kind of the biggest part of it, but I also think their defensive ends aren't the best. That's why I'm calling him Edge, because he can put his hand in the ground, he can stand up, and I think Chason will thrive in that kind of role, and especially here in New England when they like getting to the quarterback with what they have. And yes, they have Chase Winovich at one end, but they can use Chason at the other end, and um, I think it would really kind of help these uh, help these Patriots maybe get back to um, an old form. Pick 24 belongs to the New Orleans Saints. And if I'm the Saints, um, if I'm a Saints fan, and I know a couple, I think there's one thing you got to look toward, look forward to, and I think that is getting a legit pairing uh, or leg- another legit receiver with Michael Thomas. Don't get me wrong. Ted Ginn is good, but he's more, he's getting older. He needs to. There needs to be a little bit. They take. They need to take a little bit of load off of him. So I think they need to get somebody opposite of Michael Thomas here in the draft, and de- definitely in the draft. I don't think they can get that in free agency. So I think without it goes without saying that uh, receivers definitely the pick here. Uh, there's not a lot of great options, but I do think the Saints go uh, LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver out of Colorado. Because, you know, obviously I, I wrote it, uh, gave it out to you, but Jared Cook's there at tight end as well, and he's not getting any younger. Michael Thomas is young. If you get another young player there, you can take the load off of Jared Cook, even though he played well last season. And same with Ted Ginn, you just have to get... Um, you have to get younger there in anticipation of some of these guys like Ted Ginn and maybe even Jared Cook moving on here soon and or setting yourself up for the future of the franchise as it goes on, potentially without Drew Brees here in the future. I think that's the right way to go. My pick for the Vikings here changed within the last couple of hours. Um... Because the Vikings have picked 25, and I originally was thinking maybe they could go offense yeah, a little bit. Uh, but I said, okay, they're definitely going to go defense. Um, Everson Griffin's not coming back, so originally I was thinking maybe a defensive player. Um, A.J. Appenza from Iowa is an option uh, for the Vikings. And I was like, okay, okay, that's an option. Maybe they could go, uh, you know, linebacker or corner because Trey Waynes is not supposed to be there. I was like, corner not too much of a need you know they got Mike Hughes they you know they probably will 
bring back Trey Waynes. They got Xavier Rhodes. Then they cut Xavier Rhodes. I was like, well, they need to bring bring back Trey Waynes now. Uh, but they do still need another corner. So I think in anticipation of that, I think that um, with the 25th pick, the Minnesota Vikings take A.J. Terrell, cornerback, Clemson. Because with the release of Xavier Rhodes, it puts a big hole there. Because it'd be Trey Waynes. Uh, well, as of now, it's Mike Hughes, Holton Hill, Chris Boyd, Nate Metters, Kamon Hall, Mark Fields, and Marcus Sales. I'm not completely sold that they're going to like the way that it goes there. Um, I do think they do bring back Trey Waynes, uh, but they need to bring another guy in, and A.J. Terrell could easily be that guy. They only have about $19 million in cap at this point to sign people through free agency. So I think this is the the way to go, kind of build through the draft, and A.J. Terrell is, is the corner at least to go with here. Pick number 26. We got six more picks to go here, people. Um, Miami Dolphins. Their third and final pick in this draft, you know, they addressed offense with quarterback and offense tackle, and I, I would say their next biggest need would either be safety, uh, well, secondary more so, um, just kind of in general, but also linebackers. I do like their inside linebackers, their outside linebackers. I'm not much of a big fan of, so I think um, that's where they look at. They kind of look towards edge rushers um, to maybe take over for John Jenkins or also play a little bit over Sam Iguavin, who's their right outside linebacker. So I think they could easily take somebody to go over him. So I'm, I think with the 26th pick, the Miami Dolphins take Yotur Gross Matos, edge rusher, Penn State. Um, big need. Uh, need to get after quarterbacks in that division, considering you have guys like Josh Allen who can move, Sam Darnold who can move. Um, and Brady's always kind of tough to get down and always tough to get to uh, pretty quickly. So I think this is the guy to kind of help them with that. Pick 27 belongs to Seattle. Um, Seattle is in an interesting spot, too. Uh, I really like them offensively uh, for the most part, with especially with the addition of Greg Olson coming along. Um, I do think a third or fourth receiver could count, and I said this before, but I don't necessarily think that that is um, a first-round kind of pick, a first-round pick to take here. Um I'm not the biggest fan of their offensive line. I think that could use some hope, but I, I like their left tackle. Um, they could maybe use a guard or a center. I just don't necessarily see them taking that over a big need on the defensive side, which is the defensive line. Um, I think they will go defensive line here uh, to replace either a Jaron Reed or a, a Ziggy Ansah or Clowney. I think they'll bring back Jaron Reed and Either both or one of them in Ansa and Clowney won't be back. So I think they're going to take a guy who can play defensive end uh, in replace of one of those two. So my 27th overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks take A.J. Epinenza, uh, D-line out of Iowa. Number 28 comes to the Baltimore Ravens um, with the recent announcement of uh, the retirement of Marshall Yonda. I do think now the Ravens absolutely have to go offensive guard. Um, It is 
pretty much the only thing I would think they would take. Um, maybe minus uh, corners, uh, secondary, which is, I would say probably their biggest need behind that. Um, but I think they do go guard. So with the 28th pick, I do think the Baltimore Ravens take Natane Muti, offensive guard out of Fresno State. Now you move on to pick 29. You got the Tennessee Titans. Titans here, um, a team that could be losing a lot, but I think will be retaining both Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill here. Um, through free agency, Jack Conklin, I think, is going to be out, so I think they will go offensive lineman. Uh, I think that is an option. I do like what they have at receiver with Humphreys, Brown, and uh, Adam Humphreys, AJ Brown, and Corey Davis. Johnu Smith really emerged, and they did release Delaney Walker, so I think they really like Johnu Smith. Um, and a lot of it, I think, is also to potentially resign Jack Conklin, but there's other guys they do need to sign defensively in Logan Ryan and Kamia, uh, Kamale Correa. And so I think they'll probably will go tackle. I think they'll go Austin Jackson uh, with this 29th pick. They go Austin Jackson, offense tackle out of USC. 30th pick belongs to the Green Bay Packers. Now, with this pick, I find it, um, I found it very hard to cho- uh, to decide what they should go with. They, I th- obviously they need a receiver, uh, but I didn't like a receiver here. Um, I really didn't think there was much to go off here. Um, and I also thought that maybe tight end could be a spot. And, uh, well, let's, uh, um, I don't think tight end's a really great spot. They could have gone off into tackle, but Austin Jackson was just taken, um, Wow. Um, sorry, just reading something here. But the uh, the other thing with the Packers is they could easily use a defensive end. I like Preston. I, I like a lot of their linebackers. I like their defense. But bolster it up with maybe a defensive lineman here, and a defensive lineman would make that would make a good a lot of sense and really help. Is Ross Blacklock. Out of T- well, th- so this 30th overall pick, Ross Blacklock, defensive lineman out of TCU. He can play over Tiger Lan- Lancaster or Dean Lowry. He's not a nose tackle kind of guy. This is a defensive end kind of guy. He can play over one of those two. And this is a team that already has some pretty good edge rushers in Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. So you add him in there, and it puts a lot more pressure on off- offensive linemen within that division with the Vikings and the and the Bears and, and the Lions to add some more firepower to that offensive line to make sure that they can protect their quarterbacks because besides that, they are going to be in big trouble with the addition of uh, Blacklock here. 31st overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, to me, receiver could be an option here. Again, wasn't necessarily... Um, blown away with the receiver options after um it, it, to me essentially first round talent receivers kind of fell off now um but they do have some pretty good receivers with Samuel and Goodwin and uh Debo Samuel, Marquise Goodwin, Kendrick Bourne uh they have and Jalen Hurd who they drafted in the third round 
So I think you're looking at a pretty good receiving court coming up in the future, even without Emmanuel Sanders, as he's, he's supposed to hit free agency. I like their offensive alignment a lot. I like George Kittle. I like Jimmy G. Moster, Burita, and Coleman proved to be pretty deadly. And you have Kyle Jusick there, too, um, which is a guy I like. I think they could look defensively as well to afford Eric Armstead or to, force, to get back Eric Armstead, but they already have DeForest Buckner. They have Solomon Thomas, they have Nick Bosa, they have Quan Alexander, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw. They could use some help in the secondary, though. I'm assuming that, because this is a team that doesn't have a lot of uh, help in the, that doesn't have a lot of cap room, so they might not be able to bring back free safety Jimmy Ward. So I think they'll go safe, uh, go secondary here and safety more in particular. So pick 31, San Francisco 49ers take Xavier McKinney, Safety out of Alabama. We're going to round this out here with Kansas City Chiefs with pick number 32. With the last pick in the first round, I think the Chiefs can easily um, rebolster what they need. And this is a, a team that I think could easily resign to Marcus Robinson, but lose out on a couple other guys like Kendall Fuller or Brashad Breland. As I'm hearing their old team in Washington has some interest in them, and both played really well to where they can get um, some better contracts elsewhere. So I'm thinking, and I do think that secondary is their biggest need here. So I think they probably will go corner um, because it makes the most sense. I like both safeties of Tyron Matthew and Juan Thornhill. Um, I like the way they play. I'm not necessarily Tyron Matthew's biggest fan. I I don't think he's, uh, that, that can be a question I answer at some point. If the, um, if y'all want me to talk about that, but uh, I do think corner is their biggest need. They're losing out on a lot potentially in free agency with Morris Claiborne, Rashad Breland, Kendall Fuller, all getting ready to hit free agency, and no news on them resigning. So I think with 32nd overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs take Trevon Diggs corner out of Alabama. So I think that this is a uh, I think that this is going to be a, an interesting first round. Obviously, this didn't include any trades. There are some teams that I uh, that I think would trade out, but and I know this is taking long, and some of you might not have uh, stayed. Not all of you have stayed along with me, but I try to rush through those last couple ones because I don't want to go super long with this one. But let me know what you all think. Um, you know, and if you have you know, any advice or any questions on stuff like this or any anything else like that, just hit me up. Uh, again, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, hit me up there um, and feel free to do whatever um, you want and tell me what you, who or what you want your uh, favorite team to draft here. Uh, so with that said, um, this is Will signing off of the podcast.